Welcome to Cosmic Comics, Games and Collectibles, your zen of geekism. We carry comics old and new, magazines, toys, games like Pokemon, Magic, D&D, Want Godzilla, Ultraman, Star Trek, Ninja Turtles, Funko Pops? You'll find it all here. Shop our Cosmic Sound Room and pick up a record or two. Enjoy our Comic Coffee Lounge with a cup of Sasquatch coffee or a delicious menu item while geeking out over a super cool movie on our big screen. Come by and say hello to Maui. Cosmic Comic, Games and Collectibles. Superman loves us and so will you. And good evening, everybody. I am R.J. Carter, Senior Managing Editor here at CriticalBlast.com, uh, Chief Envelope Licker at uh, Critical Blast Logistics. And we're doing something a little bit different tonight. Uh, I, I feel I feel like Perch uh, because I'm hiding behind an avatar. Uh, there's, there's no reason to have my face on the screen here today. Uh, we are live with Brett Booth, and Brett is with us by telephone. So we're going to see if the phone can pick up on the mic. Uh, yeah, definitely old school. Um, my my first interviews used to be done on on telephone, and then I would I'd record them, and then I would type them up. Uh, and that was wow. That's that that takes me back. Uh, glad I don't have to do that now. Uh, chat, you would be very very helpful to me if you'll just let me know that you can actually hear Brett uh, as we go along. Uh, Brett, Brett, how are things tonight? I mean, you know, you you you've been on one project after another lately. It seems. Yeah busy the last I, last year it's kind of funny it's like I got really busy and then uh, when, the, when the COVID hit kind of things kind of slowed down a bit which was you know fine uh, but then they just kind of picked right back up and uh, it just I, I hate to turn projects down but <laughs> yeah uh, I try to do as much as I can but uh, I mean, eventually it does kind of wear on you a bit but See, I um my my day job for most of my career has been in the IT industry, and I've gone back and forth between being a direct employee someplace and being a contract employee someplace. Uh, in, in your situation, you know, as a comic book artist, a lot of that is what uh what would align with being a contractor, uh, where you know you're you're yeah. there as a freelance gig. Um, I how how do you <laughs> how do you make peace uh, with yourself financially, knowing that it could be gone. I would I would be up late at night because I've had it happen. I've had contracts disappear out from under me. Uh, well, you know, it used to be more of a, a bigger worry than it is now because uh, because of, of COVID. I actually you know wound up doing you know a lot of stuff on like my Patreon and, and taking a lot of doing commissions. I had like a ton of commission work, and I still do. I mean, uh, I could I could go like two years without doing any actual pay comic book work and just take on commissions and I'd be fine. Uh, so uh, it's not it's not as big a, a fear as, as it was before, but you you, know, you want to stay in the, the public eye because that's kind of how you sell books. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, but yeah, I mean, and we started at Wildstorm, we were actually uh, you know, employees. Oh, were you? Okay. It kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird uh, switching to to go from that and then go to 
And, and then you have a, a, early on. I tell you, like, I think I want you to establish yourself pretty well. So you can just say, "Oh yeah, you're looking for work," or no, I, I do do the commissions, or you know, and I want to do my own kind of uh, books too. So I mean, you know, hopefully that'll take off. But you never know. Yeah, and you have a uh, you, you've gone into the crowdfunding scene here. I, I think I think for a while you were sort of you know debating. Uh, whether or not you should go into a crowdfunded book or not. And I saw a lot of people were like, you know, yeah, definitely get in there and do it. You'd make, you'd make a killing at it. Um, did you kill? <laughs> well, that, that, no, that was, uh, well, okay. Is it Scott's project? Yeah, the, one, the, the anybody's. I am a co-creator, um, but you wanted to keep the price low. This wasn't something I was going to do as well. Uh, we did get a, a, like a decent amount of backers for the first thing, but um like, I can't do a lot of press because of the phone thing. I mean, this was because my internet is uh, out in the middle of nowhere. So, my, uh, my satellite internet, the upload speed is, is glacial. Yeah. So, I can't, like, upload stuff for doing videos and stuff like that. Um, and I'm going to limit so That's why I don't put videos either. Uh, I'm limited, like, uh, I think, like, 50 gigs a month. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you you definitely need uh, a better plan and a better... <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, uh, there's no phone lines or anything like that. So, it's like, it, all my, my options are uh, the HughesNet, uh, it wasn't another one, Blue, Blue Fire, something like that. And wow. Then, uh, I guess Elon Musk is doing one too, but it's not any really any faster where you don't actually get any more stuff than they do with the yeah, I'm, HughesNet. Yeah, I'm fortunate. So, I'm, on, I'm on top of a mountain in a rural part of northern Arkansas, but, but we have Cox. Mm. Uh, so, we have a very, yeah. very fast upload speed. Um, so happy that, but you know, we're missing out on the draw streams that you could do, which is what a lot of artists do to maintain an audience. Yeah, no, that, that's another thing you can do now too. Is, I mean, uh, some people watch you know, YouTube thing where you can get enough. I guess you, you can make money off of YouTube apparently too. <laughs> well, that's what I've been told, uh, and uh, I've, I've I've had the occasional super chat pile in, but uh, none of it has ever made it to my bank account. Uh, I don't know what <laughs> Google's doing with the money. Uh, no, I, I know they 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 hold it till you get a hundred dollars minimum. Uh, so I should get a check sometime next July uh, at the rate I'm going. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know some people make make a pretty decent amount of money doing that, but uh, uh, and it's like I don't know if I want. I don't know. I don't, don't know if I could do that. Oh yeah, I I know I know a guy, and, and it's not who we're thinking. It's no, not I who you're thinking. That, and I did a I did a podcast like, like two weeks ago, and it was like three hours long. <laughs> Whoa! So I like, eh, maybe maybe I could. <laughs> yeah, you could you could definitely I hold your own on time it. When you're talking. Yeah, I, I know a podcaster um, who who told me, you know, when we, we sat down and had, you know, conversation, he's like, yeah, if, if I make less than 2000 a month, it's a bad month and I'm mad about it. I'm like, really? <laughs> OK, uh, I can't I can't I can't even imagine that yet. Um, so so, Brett, with, with it, you know, being, you know, the, what we talked about, sort of a you know, an iffy kind of proposition sometimes and uh, until, you know, you make a name for yourself. What what is yeah. your what is your drive to be an artist in comics? I mean, why did you why did you get into this crazy business instead of you know digging ditches or something that people need, right? Uh, yeah, well, it's just something that I always 
always drawn to the arts, and I always wanted to be some sort of artist, but I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just knew that I wanted to do drawing, some sort of art. I'd like to do that. And uh, a friend of mine in uh, study hall uh, had, was a comic book fan, and I was busy in study hall. Was, I'm not busy in study hall, that's what, that's what the problem was. I didn't have any, I had like two study halls for some reason, one in like second period and one like fifth period. So I had like, you know, I do all my work that I needed to in the first one, and then I basically had like an hour and a half of do, doing nothing. And if I had an art project for class, I'd do with that, but I guess I didn't have anything. And I asked my friend if he had anything cool for me to draw. And he handed me uh, the classic X-Men uh-huh. number one cover by Art Adams. And I was like, oh, I was immediately drawn to that. And so, you know, I started drawing Wolverine. Uh, and I just kind of got like really interested in, like, I really enjoyed doing that. And I decided, you know, I, 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 after like, you know, like, like a week, this is what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, the bug bites uh, hard and fast. End of, the first, end of the first month, I was drawing uh, like a 16-page comic. Uh X Factor stories. I'm a huge X Factor fan. This was like one of my favorite first books, and uh, that just basically that's what that was my driving goal from that point on. <laughs> yeah, and and you're uh, you're one of that rare breed of uh, creators that's writer and artist uh, at the same time. So you know you can give yourself your own art direction. Um, yeah, that was that kind of came about kind of because uh, uh, when I was working on Backlash. Having like issues with, uh, uh, I kind of had problems with the, the, the dialogue was kind of weird, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna the editor would make some changes here, and sometimes we had like uh, Sean was like the main writer, and then we had like Jeff Marriott come on and he had some stuff, and they changed and tweaked some things that like, kind of messed up what we had planned for the future a couple times. So I, want, I went, I wanted to make sure I could kind of focus on that, so I started co-writing it with Sean, and so we, you know, and I was already co-plotting it. So it wasn't that big a deal, you know, just, you know, I started learning how to do, learning how to do the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, sorry, I started, so going like back to 12 on to, I think, 27, I did the co-plotted and did the dialogue, for dialogue and so on. We actually, you know, we get together at his apartment or my place and we go over the plot and then uh, we go back to the studio and we draw, I draw the pages because that's what we did the plot back then. I do the plot, and then I would lay it out on the board and take a scan, a photocopy of the board. So he had like some sort of idea what was going on. And then once, but not that, that was just for editorial. So once the pages were drawn, uh, we'd get together again over like one or two days and do script. So, so you recognized though early on that there was, you know, writing um, that needed to be done a little bit better on the book and, and stepped in and did that. What uh, one of the one of the two I had I had two major critiques of Image when I was you know when I was there not at Image but buying the books as a fan uh, in gosh what was my twenties I don't know it was not the nineties I was out of high school so yeah uh, and and one was that it seemed like the company had been founded by the artists and um, you and you could tell the books that didn't have writers on them that were professional writers uh, because they were poster books with some dialogue that didn't. Uh, didn't hold up yeah. and, and, and those books didn't last long. Um, and, and, you know, that was, that was the other critique was that, you know, there were no, there were no real writers on it. Uh, and the ones that did have writers, Todd McFarlane's uh, spawn, obviously backlash uh, savage dragon at the time, they held on because there was something to bring uh, the consumer back for more. There was, you know, 
a story hook. It wasn't just, you know, oh, I'm going to go look yeah. and see the pretty pictures again. I'm actually surprised at how, how like, Backlash was uh, still holding on with the fans. Like, there's still a huge, still a huge big fan base for that. I'm, I'm so surprised at all that. You know, that's, like, that's some of the first stuff I've ever written and drawn. And I went from uh, Wildcat Zero was my first book. And then uh, Stormwatch 4, 5, and 0. And then The Kindred, which had Backlash on Gifter. That's kind of, you know, from that Backlash. So within like a within like a year or so, Backlash was already in the series, <laughs> and uh, you know we tried to get the book out as regularly as possible, and it wasn't always possible. And, and that's like that's one that's maybe that's one of the biggest problems the image had. Besides, not you know the stories were just kind of you know a bunch of pinups. Yeah, uh, well, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're just everything was so late, and I think that that drove away a lot of fans because they got tired of waiting. It's interesting that you say that because Image was a fledgling company. They were still finding their way in how to be a publisher. Uh, and, and now we're seeing the same complaint uh, being brought up with the crowdfunding thing is like, you know, hey, you know, you guys are late. I don't I, I don't like this anymore because, you know, you, you're not professionally publishing a comic. I'm like, they're new. They're just starting up. It's just like Image was. Yeah, no, I did notice a lot of similarities. Right? And that, 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 that to me, that's like, like one of the biggest problems Sure, sure. Uh, it's a mix. Some, some of it's late, and you know, and, but I, and, and, and especially now, I can kind of understand that you know, like the paper shortage, yeah, kind of thing that's just that's happening now. That, that's going to cause some some issues. And I don't know, because like even like with, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, happen with our project, but you know, uh, anybody's, but uh, it's possible. I mean, <laughs> so uh, they're trying to get make sure they get done as fast as possible and, and over to the printers so that you know, if, even if it is, I tried. I, I actually told them. Yeah, (laughs) under promise and over deliver that way. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, there's there's extremes on both sides of that thing. See the the advice they gave you, uh, the the advice they gave you about having a cover in five pages, that's the advice that somebody who's um, solely a writer who wants to create something has to go with because because they have to pay another artist up front for those pages, and then they're saying, okay, now let's see if I can recoup this money and get the rest of it. Uh, when you're capable well, of drawing it yourself, you can do more. I'm still, you know, I, I still, if, if, 
all I need to get paid. So it's like if I'm drawing the book and I'm writing it and I'm putting out this crowdfunding thing, uh, I, the, ideally I'll be able to get paid too. Yeah, but but you uh, you give yourself a little more credit. Obviously, more done is better. More done up front yeah. is better. So, so it might take a while. So like, my, my, my idea was basically just kind of work on stuff over, you know, what, however long it takes when I have free time. And then I can, you know, have a project that's sort of like ready to go. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely the best yeah. way to do it if you can, if you can pull that off. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the argument that, you know, says, hey, if you've got the whole thing done, and then why bother crowdfunding and why not just drop it off on Amazon? Sure. Yeah. You've really got to promote it. Um, and, and as it, the money comes in, it's going to be coming in not like all at once. It's going to be coming in like trickles. Yep. That so once you, a month you know, Amazon payment. Yeah, it's um. Uh, you, you gotta hope that those that they can get it as a, as a trade, and it does well as a trade. <laughs> Speak, speaking of uh, when things come out, we have a question in the chat from Robert Frank. Uh, he is asking, uh, I'm, I think he means, uh, do you have an estimated release date for Serpent Prince? Uh, it says Serpent Price, so if it's Serpent Price, then I apologize. Uh, I, I don't. Think so. uh, let's let's put the preview out at the beginning of the year. The preview, though, finishing up. Everybody's supposed to be turning in stuff at this one. Make sure you get internet there. Well, I don't know if they have it. 
Oh no! Uh, I know they have power lines there. I know they have. Uh, I, 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 know they, I know they have power. There is a telephone company with internet in the area. I don't know if they actually have it at those lines. So. Oh boy! So uh, ho- hopefully, I can hope. But uh, yeah. Uh, ben Thompson in the chat is asking, uh, "What what is easier for him, drawing or writing?" Um, the drawing. Just Definitely. more fluid for uh, you, huh? It, well, I just I, you know, it's, usually. I mean, occasionally there's, there's a couple days where I have just like horrible time drawing. The uh, I do some more stuff. Like my my main job is drawing, so it's just you know I can just put the lay that layout down or just kind of go on automatic. Uh, so it doesn't, it's not leaking. Like I'm working right now. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, it's, uh, and I started doing that when I started actually talking with Todd earlier this year. He likes to talk on the phone a lot. And then like, Oh, I got like, a, I'm talking on the phone for like an hour or two. And uh, I usually just do doodles and I'm on the phone for any length of time, just like random shapes and stuff. And, uh, like the one day he called and I was working on a page and you know, I'll stop working on the page and I just kept working. So, um, my thing is, on the phone, I make sure I have a board in front of me with something on it and do some work at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm one of these. It's so much automatic, but like with the writing, you have to kind of uh, come up with the basic idea. And sometimes it doesn't work or uh, it doesn't quite fit. And sometimes you have to, like, uh, sometimes I'll do layouts when I'm writing stuff too. And then I'll like have this whole like this whole like ten pages thing done. Okay, cool. And then like okay, then then and then I have to get to from point A to point B, and then I'm like stuck in the middle for like a week. And then I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I was like, well, what do I what? How can I get to where I want to go if I just kind of ignore what I already have? And sometimes they'll come up with a better idea that way. And that's actually kind of what happened with the circle prints. I was like. Uh, the whole thing was supposed to go. Uh, uh, I wanted it to be for my Patreon, and I started drawing it out. And I'm just you know, the, one of the best things that to do, and kind of one of the worst things to do as well, is to take someone like, "What do you do to get paid? You just start. You just go. And when we were work at, at Image, we and that's part one of the reasons why some of the stuff was kind of pinnacle and stuff like that. We just kind of went, and they didn't have a story, and uh, so basically we did the server prints. I, I started going. And then I like didn't realize I didn't have like any sort of story that I, you know, really liked, and or was like went anywhere like without any like main goal. And Huxley, would you stop it? Hey, one of my dogs hurt his neck, and he's just constantly whining. Oh like, no! Uh, yeah, he's on medication. I hope it kick in soon. And he's like he's a big whiner too. So any sort of wound or any sort of you know, pull the muscle or something like that, he just cry, wanders around and cries for hours. Well, he's, he's not coming through the speaker that badly. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I didn't have an idea, like a main, like a main goal. And uh, I was trying to think of something, and I think, oh, that doesn't quite work, that doesn't quite work. And then, so they well, let me figure out what stuff I was going to do afterwards, the stuff I'd already drawn. Let me just throw that out and try something else. And, I, and that's where I kind of got the, the story finally. Basically, I did kind of click finally. Um, so uh, I, I actually perched helps a little bit with that too. When he's talking about he's, one of the things he talks to the uh, the Mongotas, uh, they always have like an end goal in mind, yeah. like an end for the property. And I was like, well, what's my end goal? And I was like, oh, well, that's 
uh, and it was the end goal. And I was like, oh, okay. And then just kind of everything started kind of clicking into place after that. And so basically now it's like, I know how I want it to end. Now I can kind of play around with the middle one. Yeah. Yeah. You know and where you're going. So it's, yeah. But I mean, in that space of time, I could have drawn 30 pages. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the <laughs> same. Uh, Sometimes because it just gets really frustrating. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that middle is always the bear. I mean, I, I write the, the the Destroyer novels with Remo Williams, and you know, I always know how they start, and I always know how it's going to end. But the, the old Williams, the old uh, the, yeah, the, the, the old movie, right? It, the well, it was a 1985 movie, but uh, it's been a series yeah, of. Okay. Uh, oh, oh yeah, well, old, old, my dad fucking loved that movie. Oh yeah, I did too. He loves that one. They're supposed I, to be I making a new one. It, but my dad really it's like my dad really liked that. That's like one of his favorite movies. Oh, Remo Williams. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, ba based on a series of books, it's um, 153 strong now since 1971. So, uh, but oh, wow. but yeah, it's it's like I said, middles of bears. Like, okay, what's all the boring stuff you got to do in between the action scenes? So it's, and it's got to mean something. Um, yeah, you, you got to get them and, and make it make it count. So it's like uh, making that up. That, that's 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 the, that's the most difficult part. I think. <laughs> So when you were at Image, um, and, and you had done stuff, I, I haven't asked what your very first comic was, other than that one you did in high school. Um, um, Wildcat Zero. Wildcat, so, so you did just walk right into Image. Uh, you didn't, like, break off from any of the other publishers and uh, form it in, in the, no, in the was, Act of Rebellion. I was, I was, yeah, no, I was, uh, uh, I was trying to get in at Marvel. I apparently was up for X-Men Adventures. And... Uh, that was, I guess I didn't get that, and uh, so a friend of mine got me a tryout, which I guess it was a Power Man tryout, and the same day I got that damn tryout, Jim called. <laughs> so I just turned in, the week before, there was a, a, an ad, a talent search ad in the Wildcats 2. So I sent in a bunch of artwork, and uh, like a week later, he called me, and my sister called, my sister, I wasn't home, I was out, I just transferred the phone, Oh, I get home. She's like, "Oh, Stan Lee called." I'm like, Stan Lee, <laughs> <laughs> and I just called like an hour later. Called like an hour later. So, yeah, so I, yeah, I pretty much I walked on Damage. Uh, and, uh, so Jeff, Jeff, was, I was right there right before Jeff saw Campbell. Uh, Alex Gardner came in shortly after I got there, and then saw Regla. There was uh, a bunch of us, uh, like the talent search guys. There was like four or five of us initially. Yeah, the, Besides what they already have at the studio, like Scott Clark, Will, Smart. Um, you were you were the there. you were the new blood uh, that uh, that nobody had seen before, uh, and that was another another draw to Image was that you know they came to see all these artists that uh, they had grown to love and like hey there's these new guys that we haven't seen at the big two, uh, and and they're doing this great work, uh, and Ben Thompson saying Stan Lee I don't think he understood that it was not Stan Lee that had called you from Image. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it, I thought it was funny because I was like, Stan Lee isn't even working at Marvel now. Yeah, <laughs> that would be Jim Lee, Ben. <laughs> um, so when you when you created Backlash, um, and, and I talked about this before we went on, that 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 other critique I had of the Image books was that the teams all looked the same. I couldn't tell you which one was what team, which one was the other team. Uh, you know, Cybercats, Wild Force. Uh, wet works. It was yeah. all, you know. Well, they're all they're all based on the X Men. Yeah, that's they, why they all kind of. That's all. That's that's why they all kind of. You said they kind of remind you of the Pintel Apart because they're all essentially the same thing. <laughs> exactly, 
And 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 my question uh, on that was, you know, when you go into character design like that, how do you how do you because because there's so many superheroes now, uh, and and you can't look at a new one without saying, oh, this one looks like so and so wearing such and such costume. Um, so yeah, so, and, so what do you do with character design? And, and I'll get that. I'll even get that with like you know, draw something and like, oh, this looks like this anime, and you're like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and, oh, it's from 1955. You're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what, you didn't watch Astro Boy? Come on. It's a... uh, I, I did. I did. I did mean Astro Boy. And I watched uh, Superman and Ultraman. Uh, oh, I've, got, I've got Johnny Sacco here on DVD. I, I, you know, still watching all of those episodes. Uh, so, yeah. so when you... But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. When the design is, is interesting, uh, kind of, I mean, you essentially all are just kind of building off of what others have done in the past. I mean, that's kind of how all this art kind of works, anyway. Um, so, uh, and it really depends on what I'm working on. If I'm working on like a character for like DC or Marvel, and uh, it's uh, say, uh, we'll say we'll go with Wally West because you know, designs with Wally. And uh, uh, you find out what they want, and uh, you kind of have to work within their parameters. So, uh, but I, but what I found is even when they want like drastic changes, you have to put something of the original design, at least one of the like a callback to the to the design work, the designs of the old characters, and uh, uh, the fans generally are more accepting of that. It's when like the uh, the editorial wants you to go even further. Uh, or the writers. I had that problem, and I think that was like a big problem with the Teen Titans book. Is they take the fan base for that. They really want what they really, what they really want is the Wolfman first stuff. Yeah, they basically want that. That's what they want. Uh, and so you have to give them try to give them something similar, but like the writers don't like to go to that. So the writers always like to try to do something. I want something new or something different. But yeah, but that's not what the fans want. Yeah. And. and it does become a bit of an issue, uh, but then, like, and then you have on top of that editorial, be like, oh no, you need to go even further on this. Yeah. See, when it comes to Teen Titans, yeah. I want the Haney era. So you know. Just... Well, <laughs> I'm I'm all the Nick Hardy stuff. So I'm like I'm all, I'm like really old. I like I love the original. Like those are my favorites. With the, you know, Robin Wonder Girl. Oh yeah, uh, there there was an Flash. there was an issue with them. Uh, I want to say they were in like a South South America jungle. Uh, going down a river into a giant cave skull on the cover. That that thing I read that yeah. when I was like twelve, and that just stuck with me my whole life. I'm like, yeah, this is a comic book that uh, <laughs> that I'm never going to forget, and I never have. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny because I came in like right after Crisis, but I mean, when my my friend who got me in the comics was a huge like, Titans fan, Titans fan, so he had all the George Perez, Wolfman stuff. So I read all of it, or at least most of it. Um, but I was never like a huge fan of, of that era as much. I don't know. I, I, so they, get, they kicked Wally out, and I was like, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm not reading any more of this. <laughs> Everybody uh, loves Wally. Like, I was just, I, well, I was always like a Flash fan. And then, uh, so I was like, and I love the kid Flash design. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is just a, it's just a great design. Uh, so, like, when I was asked to draw Wally, I, you know, I asked him some questions. I think, are we going to make him kid Flash? Are we going to make him Flash? And then I called and I just did the other the other wall. But there's two walls. There's like Wally and Wallace. I'm not sure if it's right. Flash. Yeah. Um, uh, so they went, we, and we did a, a kid flash version. Of, they wanted a kid flash version of that. You know, we 
why she went straight to the flash on the future story. But uh, so I like, made sure I took the hair out and I gave him kind of two-tone kind of costume to try to kind of call him back to the uh, But I also, because he was you know, not the same Wally, I wanted the colors to be, you know, uniquely his own. And, and uh, with the silver, like the darker silver and like a red, and I thought it looked really nice and striking. And then like we were comes and basically dumped all of it. And I was like, oh God, they just gave him the regular Disney costume, which is, you know, it's good. I love the costume. But I was like, he already has like an, an identity that's established just kind of just erased all of that <laughs> yeah that's... Like, oh we need a, we need a kid's class and he's like this okay so then they asked me to do the wally design i i it gave him a couple of like base designs uh one where he was the, two where he was like the flash uh, and then one where he was like more kid flash kind of design they're like well we like the kid flash uh idea with his hair being out so we want to go with that let's get the flash and Okay, but you realize that he's a redhead, right? And you want to give him a red costume, <laughs> and they didn't seem to—they didn't seem to understand that, that that might be an issue. Um, so I tried to make the—you know—it uh, was, was they wanted to go with like gray pants, dark gray pants. Uh, would you guys stop it in there? Um, gold accents, and then the red. And uh, I was like, talking to a friend of mine. And he's like, that's like the speedster from Marvel. Okay, what his name is? Uh, wizard. Yeah, the wi- like there was the wizard. Um, there was one guy Quicksilver. So I told them that, and they like didn't say anything. And then like I, I go a week later. That's me. Stop it. Uh, like a week later, uh, they're like, hey, we're going with two beds and, and gold. And I was like, his costume was not going to work with that. Yeah, and, and it looked great. It, too much red. it looked uh, great, and then they killed him again. Uh, or they just ruined him. Yeah. Well, we killed, like, that was like drawing out the wall. Like, well, we're killing Wally again. I was like, what? And like, well, he's not going to be really dead. He's only going to be for a little bit. And I was like, okay. And then he's like dead for like three issues. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. And, and, and then we're going to make him a murderer. Uh, I mean, Wally West fans have to feel today like, you know, how Jordan fans felt in the early 90s. Um, yeah, I was. Joe Sontag in the chat asks, uh, why do you think the industry hates redheads? I don't know what they have against ginger people. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I mean, I can make the joke because they have because they have no soul. And you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, 
But yeah, I don't know why they don't like the redheads. Like, I, I, it's kind of funny because they're like, you know, out of like, the, the Caucasian people, and, and they're all about hairs. That has been other, other races too. But oh. it's actually, you know, it's like a, it's, a, it's like much rarer than the, than like the, you know, the blonde hair, blue eyes, or the brown hair, or the dark hair, or whatever it is. But like, they're almost their own little. That they're a minority amongst the white people. So. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's. A... It's kind of weird. But I think that comic has an. And I will say, comic that has a. Um, there's a really small percent of the population that actually has those traits. Um, I do think comics get over, uh, they're overrepresented in, in, uh, in comic books because, uh, you know, the co- limited color at the time when the comics were created. So yeah. It's like, we, we can only do, you know, we got, we, got, we, got, we got a redhead, we got a brunette, we got a little black hair, well, we need someone else. We'll, we'll go grab a redhead, we'll do a redhead. Because you know, the women are really overrepresented, especially in older comic books. Because the color right pops ahead. off the page, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it, yeah, red right, is the one that draws your eye. That's like the first color that you see. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's, that's one of the reasons, too. So, and, and, you know, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a I, beauty I thing. hilarious. I, I wanted to make a joke the other day. Uh, I was watching uh, the 1984 cut. Because it was on, I found it at Walmart and it was on sale. And it's like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. I'll check it out. Uh, and uh, I didn't know that the House of Har- House Harkonnen are all redheads. Oh well, that's what I wanted to make a joke about them all getting replaced <laughs> in the new movie. But they didn't do that in the new movie, so it's like, but, but yeah, I didn't know it then. So I started watching it. I was like, they're all redheads. Yeah. They all have that stupid haircut. They're like they basically took like the razor and just kind of went down the top of their head. So instead of giving them like a fire cut, they kind of have like a reverse mohawk. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's just terrible. But, but I think they're all redheads. I think, and I'm like watching the movie. I think, that guy, it's like the, the Shade's brother. What the hell is that guy? Oh, it's blue from Popeye. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they, they, they were all Weasleys. Funny. Um. Uh, yeah, all Weasleys. <laughs> we, we, we talked about Teen Titans uh, for a minute here. And, um, you know, in, in, doing, in doing research, because sometimes I do that, uh, your, your name came up in the uh, what what you know is, could be called the Great Teen Titans Teat Turbulence, um, back when a, a cover got you know basically critiqued uh, by Janelle oh, Aslan. Yeah. And that was, as, that was a lot. That was great. I had so much fun. <laughs> and it wasn't even your cover, um, but you know it was Ken, no, Ken Rockaport's. Someone, someone sent me the link, and uh, I was look, I went and looked at it, and I think oh man, this is just I did I have no idea who wrote it. I have no idea. And so I was just like, they, they didn't pay attention. They like, that's not how comics are done. Um, they made a bunch of uh, accusations about, oh, they blame the artist for that. The artists don't decide what goes on the covers. That's the editors. Um, we basically, they tell us what we want to draw, and then we basically give them options. And then they say, okay, we'll give them like, you know, three options. I sort of usually do one, A, B, and C. And they say, well, let's do cover C. And then they always pick the worst one because that's how editors are. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. They always pick the worst one, uh, and so you draw a cover scene, and uh, and it, it, I guess what they were trying to ca- capture was like, the, the art, the, the editors for some sort of like millennial Snapchatty kind of thing, or you know, like what I think was the selfies are really big at the time, but they kind of wanted it to look kind of like a selfie kind of thing. It wasn't super exciting, but there's something wrong, and that was the thing that kind of took offense what they were saying that the, the, the drawing was bad. And if the drawing isn't bad, the drawing is perfectly fine. It has a foreground and runner background. It's all drawn well. And yeah, maybe uh, the, the main girl's top is a little low, but she's, you know, 17, 18 year old. She's not like, this is the problem that the, like a lot of the people kind of came after me about it. 
oh, she's a teenager. Yes, but she's not 13. She's yeah. 17, 18. She's uh, basically an adult. Uh, genetically, or, or, or you know, uh, way humans grow up, generally uh, women mature much faster than men. And so they're generally fully grown, you know, physically by 16. They're, they don't usually get any taller. Um, they're done. Men um, usually take longer to just finally finish Apparently, no brain. The brains of both uh, don't finish growing until what twenty weeks. Yeah, and and you know, mature. and beyond but that, yeah, it's uh, it's like a bunch of people were attacking, and I, so I think I they, they did the whole thing, and I think that's not if you're blaming the artist for stuff that he has no control over, like you know, saying that's terrible. That and part of the argument was all they want, you know, they should you know do go back to the original Teen Titans, and I think. Like, you, know, you can't go back to the original Teen Titans on Gus Marvel and then George Fredsrod because nobody wants to read it then. And they had like multiple comic books with uh, for, the, for the cartoons and stuff like that. And it was all tanked. They all got canceled because they weren't only selling like 7,000 or 10,000 copies. So it's like the only way you're going to get the Teen Titans to work really well, like they used to, is to basically have people who used to draw them and write them, draw them and write them with that team. Unless you can have someone who can kind of, and that's what they're doing with all those reboots and stuff, but they're basically trying to hope that you get the, uh, the giant size X-Men number one kind of thing, where, you know, oh, well, you have a new team, a uh, new creative team that takes a new, new characters, and then, you know, the fans like these new characters, and it, and it takes off. DC is a little bit more, DC fans are a little more uh, uh, nostalgic. They like their older stuff. Yeah. Marvel fans, Marvel and fans are a little bit more, but they're, they're, Marvel fans are more something with new costumes as well. And the colors and the letters and all that stuff, and you get a printed. And you know, it's a film and stuff. 
And then whatever's left over, you know, I keep and then I can use towards the next project. That's my, that was my goal. That's, that's how it's supposed to work, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To me, that, that, to me, that's how it should work. But no, they didn't want that. And they got mad at me for that. I was like, geez, I'm sorry. But that's, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm an older guy. I, and I, I saw the image there. I was there when the image crashed. So um, one of the things that, I, you know, I think the problem that I talked about earlier was that the books didn't come out on time. So the retailers, you know, couldn't count on them. They stopped ordering higher on them. The books, you know, the, the fans lost interest. Uh, it's just, it was kind of like a, it was like a perfect storm of what not to do. And I was kind of seeing, you know, what some of the stuff from the carpet and things were like, you know, oh, it's like a year late. It got way too long. Like for 48 pages? No. Like, oh, they added more more pages. Yeah, but it shouldn't take you that long. I mean, how many books does this guy draw a year regularly? Yeah. Or, or, you know, they, they, like they got diverted eight. on action figures or something. Uh. Yeah. So Well, I, I want to talk about the. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the anybody's for a little bit here, right before we uh, get to the top of the hour. Uh, we've got some questions in the chat here. Uh, two of them kind of go together here. If I can, I had to scroll back a little bit here. So somebody asked, you know, are you doing commissions? Uh, yeah, that was uh, Robert Frank asked if you're doing commissions, uh, and along those oh, same no, lines. The, the, com the commissions are closed. I have. Uh, I was taking them on Patreon and. Uh, I didn't realize I had like a hundred people wanting commissions. Ooh, yeah, you're in the, demand. On this so, I, so I closed it, so I'm trying to finish those off before I take any more. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Niobe Comics in the chat is, uh, is is Brett interested in doing covers for the indies, uh, Cough, Cough, Like Niobe, which is uh, his book, which is going to be uh, the characters appearing in exciting comics for Alterna. So you know, that's that's a crossover uh, from right, Crowdfund. Right now, I can't take any more work. I basically, it's like maxed out. I still have to do something. Uh, Yeah, and you know, I was I was sorry, gonna ask. No, uh, maybe later next year I'll have time, but sorry, not right now. I, I was gonna ask, and I kind of crossed it off. Uh, if you know, you were still, um, I don't know. I don't say viable is the right word for it, but you know, still uh, able to go to uh, the the established mainstream publishers now that you've gone crowdfund and now that you had your little dust up. Uh, but you're working for Image, which is actually an established uh, mainstream publisher, so. That question's kind of moot. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it happened like in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's water uh, under the bridge. Uh, I've been on DC and Marvel. And, you know, people keep, keep bringing it up and they're like, oh, you should apologize. Like, I corrected someone. I mean, the thing, and I just said that that was not how it was done. done. I, I completely agree. You shouldn't have to. Um, so I thought it was weird. So the anybody's that was the uh, last Kickstarter uh, that you did. And if you want to say how angry people got with you for not crowdfunding fast enough, boy, you went ahead and did it on the one platform that they <laughs> that they really don't like. Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, uh, Scott had some, had some people help out, help out with that, so uh, they won. Scott and them won Kickstarter. They didn't really know much about it. Um, uh, I prefer Indiegogo just because the platform is easier for me to use. Um, I 
I have a horrible time trying to use Kickstarter to like buy anything. Yeah, me too. I have to have my wife do it. Yeah. So, I, I like uh, him I mean, to take my money when I, I give it to him. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, you know, and he goes, well, I just click on there and what do you want to buy? I'm like, this one. Good. Here, you know, we use the credit card we have on file and you're good. Yep. <laughs> it's like five clicks and I'm done. And I, I love, I'm old and I have to get old right yet. The technology stuff even more so. As I think, Amazon having the one click is a bad thing for me because I can just ooh, like, click on it and buy it. Um, but yeah, I, I so I like simple things. And, and the Scott one didn't want to be a Kickstarter, so I think like, I'm just you know like, kind of along for the ride on this one. How can you not come over here? And go over there. It's so, so is there no chance that now that the Kickstarter is done, that uh, the anybody's will have a an Indiegogo run? Uh, pick up that money I don't on the know. table. I mean, I talked to Scott about it, and he's like, "Maybe we'll do that." And then I haven't heard anything. <laughs> oh, okay, because uh, because I missed uh, the Kickstarter, and you know, Kickstarter when Kickstarter's done, it's done. There's no yeah, in demand. Yeah, no. Like, I, I told him, I was like, "Yeah, you can just put it, some of the whole put it on in demand." I was like, I, "I'll tell it to him," and uh, uh, he, I don't know what to do. I haven't talked to him in about a week. Would Huxley? Would you stop it? <laughs> stop with the crime. Going to lock you in the box. You're going to stay in this crate. Because you're starting to annoy the crap out of me. He'll do this like for like four hours of sleep. Oh, no. Oh, Usually, always does like right before it's time to go to bed. So I'll try to sleep and he'll do this for like three hours. Yeah. He's just, he's like, he's so, he, he ran, he hurt his neck the other day and then put on medication and he was feeling great yesterday. So he started running around and then today he's crying. <laughs> and, and and I um I, I picked the wrong uh, publisher that starts with an A run by an Asian company, uh, Asian men. Uh, I said uh, Alterna Press. It's Antarctic Press for the Niobe comic. Uh, uh, I want to correct that. Yeah, okay. I just I, I don't, have, don't have time for anything. I want to be able to do some work with the creator on stuff. So like I, I keep taking on other people's projects. I can't work on my own stuff. I, 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 get, I get old and all these indie publishers look alike to me now. <laughs> So, so on on the anybody's though, can you give us a what what's the elevator pitch on this so that when it hopefully does come to Indiegogo, we can be ready to pounce on it and have a reason why? Um, so basically, what it is is there's a guy who has like a team that he creates to fight. Uh, uh, I don't want to give too much away. Fight those just in the fairies, uh, people, uh, things like that. Um, and but he can get he create he basically. It's people that and he doesn't ask for their approval, opinion, approval. Uh, okay, their uh, I guess approval, permission. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, uh, he basically gives them powers, and they get powers for like a year, and then he makes them into a team, and then they can go. You know, he has them go do whatever uh, things. It doesn't always work out that well for the people with the powers, though. And then, and there's also the group of people that basically get the powers after a year. They lose their powers, but they still want their powers. Oh, yeah. I so mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, so this is like the initial story where you're basically, he's already done this to a certain amount of people. Um, so he's basically one character shy of his five-person team that he likes to have. And uh, so he's looking for a new member, and uh, he picks this uh, woman who happens to work at a, uh, like a Denny's kind of place. Uh uh, he gives her her powers, and uh, as he leaves, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's paid you guys to come in, <laughs> to 
come in to try to rob the store uh, when they have like you know badass weapons and stuff. And uh, she basically has to you know confront these guys and and stop them from you know killing everybody in the, in the store. And, and she's basically drafted on this team. Uh, thrown into a fire, into a, a big old battle. Halfway through the story, so. <laughs> does he does he control what powers to give them, or is it just whatever randomly no, pops out of you? Completely random. Oh, cool. He just messes with their their DNA to uh, click, click click in some sort of ability, and it's, but it's completely random what what they get. It's like the H dial. So you have characters. Yeah, so you have characters like the main character, like uh, uh, we call her new girl. She has these, uh, these discs she can use. Um, she can use it for defense, or she can use it for offense. You have a character called Brat, and she's kind of like you know super strong and fit and vulnerable. Uh, so she's like the brawler. You have uh, uh, what do we call it? Pulse. These versions would be called Pulsar. So I've changed that. Didn't tell me. <laughs> 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 tell the tell the thing. Uh, uh, and he fires you know blast from various parts of his body. Uh, and then we have like River Sticks, and uh, he has like a teleport. But his head's on. Basically, when he uses his ability, his head becomes transparent. Ew. Uh, the skin. So you, see the, you see the skull underneath it. It's, it's all, it happens all through his body as well. Um, but I played around with that, and I can't hear like kind of this kind of floopy hair. So it looks like his hair is almost on fire. Okay. But it's not. It's just, you know, so like when you go when you see the outline of his body, it looks like you might have like a fiery head, but it's really just hair. <laughs> Got it. You're seeing through his skin. Uh, and then the last one is War, with you have people who have. Uh, not a, not a great time with the transformation, and he's kind of like this monstrous guy. Uh, he basically he's uh, basically uh, uh, an early mammal, proto mammal, called the Gorgonopsid. Uh, it's like his basic design. He's the guy who can't wait for his year to be up. Yeah, he's like, uh, just, just count the days. He's like, okay, two <laughs> more days left, and I get the hell out of here. So, uh, so how far into this project is it complete? Because I know that you want to be as close to complete as possible before you launch. Almost asked, you know. I almost asked uh, if there was any concern about how to get people to be invested in a character that's only going to be a superhero for a year, but it's comic books. Those years can go on for 17, 18 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, so are you guys looking at a long-term run on this, or do you have like a, a uh, finite arc?
we've been talking about this one publisher about possibly doing it as an actual series. Um, I don't know what, what's, but then I'm talking about a week or two. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see about that. And, uh, I think the idea is to kind of see if there's you know, enough of a, an audience to kind of maybe do, uh, we originally had a plan for like three 25 page stories that we were going to put out to Diamond. And, uh, then they kind of, because of, uh, my, my schedule and Scott's schedule, because we're working on some scripts for Netflix and stuff. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, take it to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got the one project through that's through there already. But he's working on, he's working on a couple of scripts uh, for some well known actors. So that kind of took precedence. Sure. <laughs> yep. So, uh, I think I think what he's doing is just gonna sucking it around to see if anybody wants to to do it uh, as a as a series. And we'll, you know, we'll see fingers crossed if someone picks that up. I don't know how much I'll I'll be involved. I mean, I have to talk to him. Right. Because someone really wants this, was you know, you have time. I think well, I want to have time right now because I'm on gunslinger. Then I could probably squeeze into backup stories for it and stuff too. Yeah, and uh, you know, as, as we go out, I was going to say, where can people? You know, I usually say, where can people find your work next? But you are on uh, Gunslinger Spawn, uh, in in the Spawniverse or whatever it's being uh, called here, where it's you know, Spawn lots yeah, of spawns. Uh, and and this looks like it's um, I, I, maybe I'm speaking incorrectly here, but I think this is all spun out of the uh, Spawn 300 uh, events, where you know. Yeah. Where, where, where everything uh, got reset. Oh, well, yeah. And uh, so the, the gun center got brought from the past to the future. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he came from that one, that, that book. Uh, and then you have the, the uh, she spawn for the scorched and uh, King, King spawns in his own, uh, it's, his own it's just the same. It's just for your spawn. It's just, it's just, it's like Amazing Spider-Man, it's Spectacular Spider-Man, and just spawn in King's Spawn. It's the same spawn. Okay. Um, so like, yeah, so it's not, it's not a new spawn, it's the same spawn. It's just like, they're quite using it as a, as a form of an adjective. Okay. <laughs> is is this uh, an event, or is this, you know, yeah, this is a whole new universe of ongoing spawn titles? Yes. Correct. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's the latter. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm on issue five. Okay. <laughs> That that that's good uh, to know. Yeah, I'm doing it right now, actually. All right. Well, I'm going to let you uh, focus more on your artwork tonight. Uh, I want to say thank you okay. very very much for coming on. Um, I was sort of uh, sort of a flippant little comment on uh, Twitter, like, eh, I don't know if your interviews are great. Yeah, you should come on ours and practice a little more. And uh, and and thank you for being game enough to say game well, on. I think you're one of the guys. You asked me before, and uh, I was like, oh. I'm it was super busy that week, and then like a week later, I was like, "Hey, because you know, anybody wanted me to, to do any interviews, so you, you send me an email." And I guess you weren't on for a little bit. No, I, like, I, I could have sworn you had asked me before, and I was like, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the name. Oh, I probably did, but I was—I remember the icon, but I couldn't remember the name. And I was like, "Oh crap, what is the name?" <laughs> well. <laughs> You know, maybe I, uh, I certainly hope this won't be the the last time that you're on the show. It's uh, been a great first oh, time. Totally not. I, I have no problem. You know, yeah, I don't mind doing the things. A lot of people don't like it because they can't do the the the, uh, the internet uh, video things. You know, they go, oh, we only do this video stuff, and I think, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. No, but I did 
didn't know that this was going to be popular when I moved out here. <laughs> well, guess what? It's been a video this whole time, and I've just been changing uh, the pictures as we go from uh, from 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 oh, yeah, your. Well, oh well, you can just do audio, and I said, like, yeah, there's still a lag time. I tried to do audio once, and it was like uh, there was still like three, two or three second lag time on everything. And sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Trying to get like talk to somebody and then like get asked questions at the same time. It's really difficult to do that way. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just cycling through Rebirth Titans, X-Men, uh, The Flash, <laughs> Gunslinger Spawn, and the Anybody's. And I just, you know, every couple of minutes, I change to another one again. So <laughs> it's it's been video. You're right no, up against well, my mouse. Mean, like, like, like Perks does that thing where he just kind of has his little icon, but he'll like, uh, like the Flash thing. Oh, yeah. Like pictures. So I love his videos. Like, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I was like, I tried. I, I come on, I was like, oh, you should videotape yourself doing drawing and stuff like that. And I was like, well, one, I'd have to, you know, remember to do that. And I don't. I mean, uh, I did a, a, a couple pages when I first started inking myself. And I was like, oh, I was really excited with the pencils. And I just, I forgot to scan the page. Or pencils. But also I tried to scan the pencil pages so you could, well, one, so you could do like a pencil version if you wanted to, like a, with, with a tier for, uh, It's interesting how an inker can change a, the, a penciler style. Um, you know, the, the classic book is, um, I want to say it's a Captain America annual, I think. I can't recall the exact. It was a special of some kind. Jack Kirby drew the whole thing, but it was needed in such a rush that they handed, like, you know, a page to an inker. Um, ah. and, and so it was like, you know, 16 different inkers did this thing. And you could really tell the style difference changes. Uh, yeah. All of it Jack Kirby, all of it different. Yeah, yeah. So so I wanted to see, if, I want to show, it's not going to be kind of jarring. I want to make sure that two ink styles work, get enough side by side. And a lot of times, especially with the modern comics, uh, if you have the same colorist, they can kind of cover that up a little bit. So yeah. it doesn't look so, so it doesn't look like it's, you know, different. At least too different. Uh, so I wanted to, I'm waiting on something this week to double check if you've colored a couple pages from 
saturating. And uh, yeah, I'm just waiting to see what the colors look like over what Sal's done. And then I can say, okay, yeah, I need to get this redone. Because it's like, so much better with Sal's like, okay, I need to have Sal do that. <laughs> well, we're, we'll look forward to seeing those issues. Um, so, Brett, thank you so much again for coming on the show. We do appreciate it. Oh, no uh, folks in the chat, appreciate you all being here. Seriously, we, we do not have a show without you. So we're glad you're here. Uh, and as always, we hope that while you were here, you had a blast. Good night.